When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning. It's Tuesday, December 27th, the last trading day of the week, or trading week, <laughs> last trading week of the year. It's early. I don't have too many people on uh, on YouTube Live yet, but this is going to be a little bit of a different episode. I'm going to start with kind of going over some stocks um, that I like, uh, that I saw kind of on final trades on Friday, blah, blah, blah. Some things that I noticed over the weekend, um, but mainly, uh, I am going to go over, <clears throat> um, I did a lot of work on tax loss harvesting this weekend, and full disclosure, I've got probably a good amount of, you know, it's, 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 it's six figures, six figures of losses on stocks that I could probably allocate better. Um, the majority of these are long-term losses, uh, just ones that I've held over a year, not significantly long-term, but long-term, uh, as to over a year. So tax loss harvesting, if you want to know, kind of, you know, I, I went to Investopedia and how to deduct stock losses from your tax bill. Simple as that. Um, you know, this is not tax advice. This is me going over my portfolio. And kind of where I'm going uh, with the portfolio, I'm going to raise some cash. And so essentially, I've got two reasons for raising cash. One is I want to trade more next year because I think we're going to be in a trading range. And I think trading is going to be beneficial. So I'm going to trade a little bit. Um, and I need cash to do that. Second is um, I'm going to try and get some money to live on. Sorry, I was interrupted by the dogs, but I do need, so so everybody knows, kind of, again, it's a personal episode. So I live off of um, uh, trading revenue, and it's trading revenue from long-term trades. It's trading revenue from short-term trades. It's basically the entire portfolio. I don't work um, other than my major league soccer and <clears throat> jobs of that sort where I do contract work. Um, so that's you know, pays the mortgage, but it doesn't make me a lot of money. I, I, I need money to kind of quote unquote live. So that's two reasons why I'm going to tax loss harvest. And what tax loss harvesting is, is I'm going to take the losses. Uh, I'm going to sell some of my gains. So I will be going mainly over um, my personal portfolio today. And you know what? Maybe I'll just kind of hold off on the rest of it. Um, let's go over the first one that I probably am going to sell and where I bought it. Uh, AMD. Now, here's the killer. I'm not 100% sure why I'm selling AMD. Uh, again, this was part of, I tell you guys, have, um, have a plan when you go in. I did have a plan. I didn't stick to it. And AMD just continued to fall. So essentially, I bought AMD at $83. 
I'm going to take quite a bit of loss on this one. Um, and in order to counter that, uh, that loss, I'm probably going to sell um, some Coke. And the reason I'm going to sell Coke, take a look at this. It just had a MACD cross up. It's got the ascending triangle. It's at 63.84. So let's take a look at Coke in our Infinviz. The it is butting up against 52 week highs. The 52 week high is 67. Do I think it can go to 80? I don't know. But I'm going to take some profits on it because it's high. Uh, if I'm selling at a loss one, uh, and I'm selling at at a pretty good low here. Uh, make no doubt about it. If we go back to a, um, we'll go back to a weekly. So you can see I'm selling below the 200 day on a weekly. It's not something I would typically do, but here's the plan. Um, you can sell this and then 30 days later, buy it back. So you take the loss at the end of the year, 30 days later, you can get back into it. Say I don't like AMD. Say I, I like the chip sector and I sell AMD and I just go into Qualcomm. Again, tax loss harvesting is selling your losers, uh, selling your winners to counterbalance that. And it's, it's tax optimization. So AMD is the first one that I'm selling. AEO. I bought this one at about 20. Um, I... This was a Kramer ad that I said, you know, he makes sense. He made sense on this one. I had a 20% profit. I didn't take it. And I bought this right around. Uh, it's a long-term hold, I believe. Um, it was November of last year. So it was probably around this 24 range, 25 range. I'm selling at the 15. Uh, I am going to sell some Microsoft where I've got significant gains uh, in this. And you'll see Microsoft, there's this gap that hasn't been covered. So am I selling at an absolute uh, high? No, I'm not. I am not selling anywhere close to an absolute high. I'm selling right on that 200 day again on the weekly. Um, it, it, it's used that in November, it's kind of bounced above it. But again, if I want to buy, then I will probably buy in 30 days again. But I have the money on the sidelines and I'm able to counterbalance the AEO loss with some Microsoft gains. Now, these are going to hurt because I had two and 300% gains on these and I didn't sell them. First one's ArcF. ArcF, quite a bit of money in here. Um, what I'm going to do is sell this. Uh, there is an ex-dividend date. I have to look it up. But ARCF, uh, this is selling at the absolute lows. I'm not into Kathy Wood's hype train of, hey, um, you know, hold on to it for five years, blah, blah, blah. I'm kind of over that. So ARCF, I'm selling. ARCG, I'm selling. Uh, this one, I, I, you know, I've lost money on. Overall, ArcF and ArcG, both of them, I was up well over 100%. Didn't sell, kind of held on. Uh, just bad, bad trading. But again, this is me being personal with you guys, understanding that, hey, your, your wins come along with uh, some losses. Uh, ArcK. Uh, ArcK, I am still up on. 
So I'm going to take a gain on ARK K against some of the other ARK losses. Comes out to be, you know, a good amount of money that I lost overall, but ARK K is, is basically balancing me out. And I'm getting out of the ARK funds completely, and, and personal reason, but I'm getting out of the ARK funds completely because I think I can get back into them next year at a lower price. Um, or something similar at a lower price that's going to gain a little bit more. So it's reallocating your resources. Arc W, I still got a gain on it. Selling this one to it, it's a small gain, but it, it balances that that Arc G and Arc F out. Um China opened up over the weekend, and boy, if you guys didn't see the uh, largest cemetery in China is up like 30% today in Chinese trading. Um, I don't know the symbol. I'm not leading you guys into there. I don't know exactly um, uh, uh, you know, what's going to go on in China. But essentially, there's one of three outcomes. If you're living in China or visiting China, you're either going to um, get immunity from a vaccine, a Western vaccine. Uh, you're either going to get immunity because you get the disease and you survive it. Or you will die. Simple as that. Um, and 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 it's not the 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 it's not it's worse than the flu. Essentially, you're back to 2020 in China, and a lot of people are traveling outside of China who are Chinese um, to try and get the Western vaccines. So that's probably good for for uh, mRNA and stuff. But Baba, I think it could come back. But I'm taking this loss again to sell against. I could buy JD.com, I could buy KWeb, I could buy a bunch of other things um, that are not related to BABA specifically and write that tax loss off. So I'll trade around this thing, I'll take the, the gain, take the losses, but I'm selling BABA. CrowdStrike. This is one that I've recommended in the past to trade. I personally traded it up around 180. Um, it is a short-term uh, I think it was in September I bought this, or maybe it was August. Um, I had the chance to sell this for a 20% gain. I think I bought it at 170-something around this time, July. I'm taking the short-term loss. Um, I'm able to do that just because I've got some other short-term losses that I can write off against it. But CrowdStrike, I'm taking the loss. The reason I'm taking a loss on this is not because I think it's, it's, it's at its absolute top or it's a great investment. It's losing money. Ford PE is 51. Price to sales is 11. Uh, the book value is $5.62. Their re um, earnings per share expected to gain 32%. That's going to be brought down. It lost 143% this year. So year to date, you are down 50%. I just don't think it's done. And if I want to, I can absolutely buy other stocks in the sector with that money. So I can do that. Um, DraftKings. If you guys didn't hear, they had a hack. Um, Jim Cramer made a reference to DraftKings last week. And the curse of Cramer is on. Uh, they got hacked. So they're going to be down in pre-market. Um, let me just look real quick. Um, where's my portfolio? Brokerage holdings. Uh, DraftKings is down 1% at 1114. I don't think this is a, a great sale. I was up, I bought this at about 40, so I'm losing significant amount of money on this one. Um, but again, what am I going to sell in the place of it? I'm going to sell Exxon. 
And the reason I'm selling Exxon is because I can always buy Chevron if I think the oil's going to go up. I've been holding a significant amount of um, Exxon. And again, this is in my brokerage portfolio, not retirement. This is not a Roth. This is not a healthcare savings account. This is in my brokerage portfolio. So I've got all of these games. My average purchase price, I think, is $38, $39 on this. I'll take a lot, about 20% of it off the table to cover some of my losses. So uh, ETHE held on to this one way too long. <clears throat> Again, it's a long-term holding. It might be a short-term holding. I'm not quite sure. I haven't looked at my portfolio specifically on this one. I kind of forget. I didn't write it down. Um, but Ethereum, I'm going to take the loss. Because I think these, these grayscale ones are trades, not holds. And so I got stuck in a trade here. I just don't want to hold it. I'm going to take the loss. GBTC, I'm playing with the house money. Essentially what happened in 2017, I believe, 2018. Um, I paid my taxes on huge six-figure gains that I made in one month um, on GBTC by day trading it. Uh, and... Uh, I took paid the taxes and I basically put it all in in January 2017, 2018, wherever it was. Let me look at the chart. Um, we'll go, we'll go with a weekly chart. Um, and yeah, it was around this time. I think it was January uh, where I bought this at 22. It's at eight dollars right now. I was up this summer on this one at 43. It was you know, almost 50. I'm gonna sell it for eight. You know, you can believe in it. You can trade this one. I'm just going to take the loss. I get to write it off. Um, it was house money. So essentially, I'm up overall, but I am going to be able to write some of the tax loss off. Um, what am I going to sell in place of it? XLK. And this, this one hurts because it's the technology sector. So it's down. Let's take a look at the long term. I've been adding to this all the way, you know, since 2014, somewhere in that neighborhood. So I'm trading it right on the 200 day. It hurts, but I'm selling that one. Uh, I am selling Meta, and not because I don't think that it's going to go up from here. Just I bought this one right before earnings, uh, before that gap down. Let's look at a weekly. Um, you know what? I'm going to look at a. Let's look at a daily. Uh, I bought this one uh, in February. It's probably a short-term loss. In February, right before this big loss. I'm going to take the loss on this one. Yeah, honestly, just take the loss. Move on. Uh, I'll be able to trade this one in 30 days. Do I think it's going to uh, get crazy good in the next 30 days? No. I'll be able to trade it. I'll be able to get back long-term into this one. Uh, Palantir is one. I just don't think this one's coming back. Um, they are, you know, and, and one of the reasons is valuation. Look at the valuation. They're not making money. The forward PE is 38. Um, they're expected to grow next year by 264%. That will absolutely be brought down. They only grew by 58% this year. If we're heading into a recession, this is not going to grow. Year to date, they're down 65%. They're only 4% off their 52-week low. So I'm selling this one at a loss. 30 days, I may get back into it. I don't think within 30 days we're going to have a crazy uh, sky booming market. So that's why I'm selling this one, taking the loss. 
um, Teradyne, super small position, but it's a long one. And I bought in during a peak um, and just, this was about where I bought in. Um, I think it was around 120. So it might've been February of last year, or I'm sorry. Um, yeah, it was definitely last year. So pro probably around this time, uh, I'm taking a loss at 85. Uh, what am I selling in place of that? Uh, I am going to sell uh, my XLY. XLY. <clears throat> and I'm not selling at quite a good time on this one either. Because if we go to the weekly, look, you just crossed the 200 day. This is consumer discretionary. I think this one is, is due for a bounce back. But I'm going to take some off the table and I'm going to sell XLY. Um, others that I'm selling to try and uh, gain some, some, you know, balance out the losses are my Ruth Chris. Uh, this is a gain. It's a small, small position. Uh, I think this one's less than $10,000. But I bought in during the pandemic. Um, right at about this time, I would say, at $5. We're at 15 a small, super small position, but I'm up over probably about, I, I think it's almost close to 200%. I'm up on this one. Um, another one that I'm selling is probably Tesla. And this one is probably my most controversial sell where I'm going to take some profits. And the reason it's, it's, it's controversial because I probably should have sold out here where it told me to get out at 180. We're at 120 right now. Um, do I think that we have more ways down? Take a look at this daily. And we're going to go back and we're going to look at those gaps that I always point to. And this gap right here between 82 and 85, that is probably in play at this point. Um, we'll go to a weekly and you can see if I pull this... Um, this this lever back to about May of 2020. You can see there is some uh, volume shelf here at 105, but this is the main volume shelf right between 110 and 60. So I do think that we'll probably get down a little bit lower than where we are right now. And, and that's just an assumption. Uh, 30 days from now, I can buy back in. If for some reason they have some record announcement of deliveries um, in, uh, in, in, in China, or, or they get back up and running, or there's some type of product announcement like the Cybertruck is ready to be delivered um, beginning of next year, something of that sort, I can always buy back in. This is a super, super volatile stock. Um, so that's essentially the beginning of the week for me is balancing this out and trying to figure out, okay, what am I selling going into the end of the year? Because remember, to tax loss harvest, you have to sell um, before December 31st. So, uh, and December 31st, I think it's Saturday. So you have to sell this week. Uh, but there's the summary for you. A uh, couple of things I wanted to go over. Uh, weekly stock picks um, pick again this week. His pick is Merck. And Merck is a killer. And uh, in fact, it was one of the final trades on Friday for some of the traders. Uh, and I think it was, um, uh, I forget his name, the grumpy dude. 
But uh, <clears throat> yeah, you have September 23rd, this $87 buy-in, and you have got an ascending triangle. 111, a lot of people think that this will continue to go up. If you take a look at this MACD, uh, he's crossing up on the MACD on a four-hour. So you'll have a secondary buy-in with an ascending triangle. I, I just think there's not a super, super reason not to buy this one. He's been super good. Uh, look at Go and look at my weekly stock uh, on Twitter uh, and on Instagram. I follow them both so you guys can stalk my, my page and just look at what I, I look at and you'll find him. Uh, subscribe to his newsletter. Because he's just, you know, 2022 has been a phenomenal return for him. Plus, he, you know, he's he's on the plus side. There are not many people that are on, on that are on the plus side of uh of this year. I am certainly not. <laughs> just went over all my losses. Um, but Merck is one. That was a final trade. Um, another final trade that was interesting. Two of them, uh, Coke. It's at its, like I said, I'm selling this one. I'm not, I'm probably taking 50% off the table, um, but I am up a significant amount. I've been holding this one. I think I went over it in an earlier um, podcast, but for years I've held this one. So I'm taking some some losses here into an ascending triangle into a cross up at 63.84, but it's right above its 52 week. It's just you know 67 inches, 52 week high. I can't see myself doing it. Another final trade, which we had a cross up on, Disney, 8803. Um, this could be uh, the darling of next year. If Shanghai reopens, um, if you get a streaming, uh, basically a streaming, there's some talk about Netflix and Disney being combined uh, with Iger back at the helm. If you get something like that, this one's going to be crazy, crazy good. Um, so it was a buy. This one in the algorithm, you lose 25%. Buying and holding, you lose 50%, though. The problem with Disney, and I'll continue to point this out, is the valuation. The PE is 50. Your forward PE is 16. So they are going to grow into their earnings, uh, but that's an assumption. Earnings per share next year expected to grow 28%. I'm not 100% sure that that's the case. <clears throat> their streaming is just taking, it's, it's basically taking a ton of money. So um, that's one. Um, one that was interesting, and I want to bring this up on my Twitter um, because uh, it was a Char Carter Worth posted this one. And I always say to you guys, um, uh, Ford is a hype play. Look at this 35 year Ford chart, exact same price, literally 35 years ago. 35 years ago in 87, price was 1136. On Friday, it was 1136. You want to see a hype a hype play on this one? Yeah, it's Jim Cramer hype play. Now here's the thing. This is what's great about the algorithm is in a, in a stock like this, you buy into the algorithm. Uh, the algorithm makes you 52% over a thousand candles. Um, just buying and holding makes you 28%. So it's not a bad stock to actually invest in these days if you're going to make money. Um, you have 28 positions, 25% uh, wins. Your average win is 23%. So it doesn't have a MACD cross-up, but you can see it's coming close into the earnings right there. And it's at a fairly low valuation right now. 
um, because you look at this, uh, let's look, Ford is at a 5 PE. If we look at a similar one, GM is at a 5.74. My Tesla, 37. Why am I selling Tesla? That's the reason. And that, that, that hasn't been a super, super big reason to do it uh, over the years because you would have lost money. But it's a pretty good reason. Um, I wanted to go over some of the scans because we had some, some amazing, uh, amazingly strong scans uh, this morning just based on Friday. United Health, and this is just, the, the, I'll, I'll go over just the core portfolio. If you're a member of TrendSpider and you have my um, the Daily Stock Picks core portfolio uh, list, you can do these scans. There were one, two, three, four, five, six of them that I'm going to go over on the core portfolio that had basically cross-ups um, on Friday. United Health, not a super one. I say closer to 500, but with earnings coming up, you're probably near um, you know, making this one a five, $520 pivot point instead of 500 because it hasn't been below 500 since back here in July. Um, did it get to, it got about here in September. But that's the first one. Another one with a cross-up, Target. I, I talked about Target filling these gaps. 143. Uh, we saw from MasterCard this morning that consumer spending was up 7% over the holiday season. Uh, it was expected to be 8%, but 7% in my mind in this market is a hell of a better uh, opportunity. Now you have these, these gaps up here um, that haven't been filled between 168 and 172. And then you've got this this gap way back here up to 215. So I do think once you get on the upside of that nine day, I think you can start to add to this one again. Uh, hopefully you guys didn't you know blow all your money on this one. Oh, one thing I wanted to bring up: Wells Fargo. It's up at 41.18. Still hasn't really gotten the confirmation above the nine day, but I tried to time it a little bit. Again, I bought I think 10 percent of what I was going to get into there uh, last week. Uh, another one that has a strong cross up, J and J. This was one I considered selling. I do own this one. Um, I considered selling, and the reason is when we go to J and J here, it's not to it. The P is twenty four. The forward is seventeen. But you've got a two point five five percent dividend year to date. You're up three percent. You're only four percent off your fifty two week high. My problem is that I don't have a lot of money in this. So selling it was kind of like, eh, if I need a little bit, I'll sell some J&J. &J. But we did have a cross up at 177.52. I continue to think that probably closer to 170 is your pivot point. It's only $7 if you're looking at it from a, a long-term perspective and just buying and letting it grow. I don't think $7 is something to keep you out of it. Uh, Simon Property Group, these are outlet malls, uh, cross up at 117. It's not a great one. You're crossing up right on that oscillator. You've got the 50-day right there. Um, let's move this volume indicator back there. You're kind of building this gap. If you do lose this, this volume shelf right here down to about 115, I think the next volume shelf is 100. Uh, I'd probably feel better at about 110, but you're coming up on earnings, um, holiday earnings. I don't know if they're going to be good. I don't know if they're going to be bad, blah, blah, blah. We went over Coke. Coke is uh, number five of the six that had a cross up. I'm selling into this ascending triangle. 
I don't ask me why. I'm just making a lot of money, so I need some some of my gains to sell. And by the way, you notice I am not selling Apple. I may sell some Apple. My average share price, I think, is $5 on Apple. Uh, if I, I can sell just a few shares of Apple and take quite a bit of gains um, to write off, so I still don't think that Apple is fully um, valued in this market. So just my take. Uh, the final in the core portfolio is Google. 89.82. Get it under 90. Just simple as that. Get this one under 90. Buy it and forget it. I mean, keep adding to it. Just buy it and forget it. Uh, I, I'm adding to this in my um, retirement portfolio uh, where I don't have tax events. And it, it literally is just, hey, I'm just going to buy it. Uh, if it goes down to 70, I'll buy more. Um, I'm just going to forget it. And you know, a great example of just buying and forget it uh, for like a year or even six months is Boeing. Look at this. People were making fun of Boeing at like 120, 110 in that neighborhood. Um, they were making fun of Jim Cramer. You know, again, Cramer sometimes, eh, I don't think he bought at this level. I think he was buying it at 220, uh, but it's, it's close to 200. Um, this has all the confirmation in the world. It is, you know, at 55 on the RSI, I probably wouldn't buy it. Look at the MACD kind of just hovering around there. Uh, but it's a good example of of, of one. Um, again, if you're a member of uh, TrendSpider, I have shared with you um, my Vanguard, the the ETFs that are just buy and hold um, for a long time. This is the high dividend yield uh, Vanguard ETF. So I scanned that group and we came up with 108.26. Not a bad price on this one. Let's see if EYM. Um, we can look at the 52-week range 52 week range it is six percent below it's a 52 week high of 115 it's 14 percent above it's 52 week low of 94 year to date you're only down three percent it yields 3.8 percent seven percent so you beat the s p by quite a bit on this one uh if you are a member of trendspider or a subscriber to trendspider i should say the uh, spider sectors, I think I've shared this one with you guys as well. XLC, communication services, 4781 is the price. The algorithm uh, loses you 34%. Buying and holding this one loses you 29%. The average win is only 2%. Eh, I'd use this as something if you're looking to get into the communication sector. Maybe you're looking to get into Verizon, uh, which was a final trade. 37.68 is the price that was on December 22nd. You've got your dividend date coming up on January 9th. You got your earnings coming up shortly after. If you're looking to get into Verizon XLC, just had a cross up. Another sector that had just had a cross up, the industrials, um, XLI. So 98.38. Uh, this one again makes you 18%. The algorithm makes you 18%. Uh, buying and holding loot makes you 12%. Your average win is um, 6.91%. So, you know, again, use this to try and gauge, hey, is the stock that I'm actually buying in a sector that's in a upward trajectory? That's the way I use this. Uh, another sector that had a cross-up, uh, XLP. This is the consumer uh, staples. And this is one that is expected to go up next year. 75.18. 
The algorithm makes you 13%. Buying and holding makes you 11%. Um, the average win is 4%. Again, use these as you as you will. A couple others that I wanted to go over. Uh, Disney. We had a cross-up on Disney. I, I went over this. Uh, 8803. Uh, if they get into a deal with Netflix, this is, this one's going to fly. Uh, I have no doubt in my mind Iger's going to bring this one back over 100. Um, that's just my thing. Delta Airlines, we had uh, 70% of the Southwest flights were canceled over the weekend. Um, they're in a major problem. We had a cross up here, let's see, at 3316. You just got out of this one with a, a slight loss, um, but 3316. They got their earnings coming up on January 11th. I can't imagine that they don't announce crazy earnings. Duke Energy, this is just a monster. 8889 was the original one on October 13th that I brought up. This one is at 102. It's just crazy, crazy good. Uh, I wouldn't buy it here. You're up at 58 on the RSI. But I wanted to bring this up because I brought this up. This is just a crazy good stock. Um, in a sector, utilities, that's continuing to go up. EQT uh, is one, 36.22. This one makes you 83% with the algorithm. Now buying and holding makes you 187%. Uh, EQT, as far as fundamentals goes, um, you've got a 7 PE, 1.66% year uh, dividend, uh, performance year to date, 66%. This is an energy company in the oil and gas. And this was from the uh, energy sector. So if you have TrendSpider, you could have done all of this yourself. The review using my algorithm, remember to sign up. If you've made it this far, uh, hit the five stars, either on Apple or on Spotify, because those are the only two places, I think 10% of my people listen, on other platforms. Um, but hit the five stars. Uh, hit me up with any questions that you have. I will be traveling one day this week, so I will not be doing a podcast at one point in time this week. But as far as the year end goes, you guys have a good list of what I've done uh, or what I'm going to do this week. I am not doing a lot of buying this week. Um, going into the year end, there's not a lot of, you know, it, what, what a lot of people are doing is really just holding off until next year. Um, there's a lot of big money. That is just taking, sitting on the sidelines. And next year, I think we see a trading range. I think you've still got these fears of a recession sitting out there. Um, but keep an eye on my Twitter. Keep an eye on the private Facebook group. If you haven't joined, the link tree is in the description below. Uh, if you have any questions on taxes, consult a tax professional. This is just my look at my personal taxes. I do my own taxes. I use TurboTax. Um, I could probably uh, uh, do better with a tax professional. Um, but remember, I always tell you guys, ta understanding taxes is just as imp important as understanding where you're getting into a stock. You have to understand what are the taxes of different, um, different investments. Uh, I posted a short on YouTube about this guy who says, yeah, the rich don't pay taxes because passive in income is not taxed. FYI, passive income is taxed. This douche didn't know what he was talking about. He was talking probably about um, uh, lines of credit. And, and being a, a wealthy individual, I do get offered lines of credit. When it's cheap, it is fantastic. Uh, instead of paying taxes, you pay an interest rate. And I can tell you, as a, as a rich person, what would you rather pay? 
you can take a tax event by selling a stock and pay 40 to 50% um, to the government in taxes. Or you can take a line of credit against that stock, uh, that, that portfolio, um, and pay, you know, in previous years, shit, you were paying one, I was getting offers of one and 2%. Today, you're getting offers of four and 5%. <clears throat> Seems like a lot more expensive, but when you're saying, hey, I can do that, or I can sell my stock and pay 40 to 50% to the government in taxes, which ones, which ones are you going to do? And, and yeah. Elon Musk is going to have the biggest tax bill in history again this year. It's just, you know, he, he doesn't manage his money well. Um, he's just not very good at it, but he doesn't care. Um, you know, this is a guy who basically takes his money and invests it into other things and works 24-7. Guy's a, guy's a genius. He's a monster. Uh, I, I don't have his uh, work ethic. <laughs> um, but, you know, hey, the world needs people like him. So kudos to him. Hit me up on anything. The 36 minutes, pretty good today. Um, have a great day. Enjoy your uh, first day of trading um, uh, during the week. God, and I hate Congress, by the way. CNBC is going over this Congress, Alex Santos, who admits to lying. And there, there's, no, there's no backlash. Nothing's ever going to happen. Yeah, he admits to lying. He lied completely about who he was, where he worked, his qualifications, try and get into Congress, gets into Congress. Nothing will happen. F those people. Yeah, sorry. Uh, people I hate. Jim Cramer. And oh, by the way, yeah, that brings up a great point. Um, I don't charge you guys for a lot of this stuff. I, 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 I want to you know, make sure that you guys know a lot of the courses, if you guys are looking at courses, um, hit me up and ask me because a lot of these guys are charging. I got an offer um, over the weekend from a very well-known um, YouTuber who has a channel um, and offered me uh, to sell his course. He said, hey, I charge $1,000 for my course. I'll give you 50% if you sell it. Everybody that signs up, I'll give you 50%. I looked at the course. It's basically moving averages. Identifying, you know, above a certain moving average. Guys, don't pay $1,000 for something that's not going to help you. Uh, the education it, it, you know, from somebody on YouTube is just a system that works for them. I would tell you, invest in something like TrendSpider, which is going to allow you to develop your own system. And I will help you develop that own system. I developed my algorithm. There's been tons of people uh, who have contacted me over the past you know, two months since I became a, a preferred um, partner with TrendSpider. Um, I do get a commission from TrendSpider when you sign up, uh, but that's why I'm giving you my algorithm. Um, it's something that I've worked hours, years on developing. It is so simple. It is almost embarrassing to give to you guys. But it provides the tools to you guys to be able to look at stocks the way I do, to identify opportunities. Do not pay somebody $1,000 for a course where you're going to just basically learn his system. Find, figure it out for free and develop your own system because you have to be comfortable in trading it. So, sorry, there's my rant. Okay, hit me up on the socials. Let me know what you think. Thanks.